welcome to the podcast thank you so much it's always good to be here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is a rather serendipitous podcast as it is the uh, i believe in america it is still the 22nd of the second 2022nd correct that that is correct yes uh, and this is the 222nd podcast is it really no <laughs> it's the 221st but ah. i'm going to lie and say that it is <laughs> Okay, that is, I mean, that's incredible. Wow, what serendipity indeed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just one of those episodes that if we didn't skip for some reason or like we'd started a week earlier, we would have like nailed it, lined right on up, but no. I know, if there's like one podcast episode we didn't skip at some point over Mm -hmm. the last several years, we would have lined up perfectly. Yep. Ah, incredible. We'll take it, though. We'll pretend it's the 222nd. I'm done with that. I can roll with that narrative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good. 222nd on the 22nd of February, 2022. Incredible. Yep. Could only be better if it was 2,222 was the year. Yes. (laughs) That that would be technically better. Um, It would also be better if we started like an hour and 20 minutes later instead of um, 1 o'clock Australian. It would be 2 p.m. Ooh, yeah. yeah. There's so many ways we can make this better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We could have 220 people be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's not an improvement. <laughs> Give them all like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Answer one question. All right, next. Move. Go, go, go. <laughs> I did see yeah. a funny Reddit post where uh, someone's, I don't know, like weather station. It was the 22nd of February, 2022. It was 2.22 p.m. And the temperature was 21 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> they were super mad about it. <laughs> Go up to the thermometer and start rubbing your hands, trying to raise it by one temperature. One degree. Right, like blowing on it. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's, that's what that was I'm a good doing. One. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Super fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Well, it looks like tomorrow we're going to officially kick off Katowice. Yes, indeed. It looks like we're going to start off with uh, the round of 36. Players like Bjorn are involved here. Haz is in here. Uh, nice and Hero and a Laser and Estrella and Creator and Dongre Goo. So good talent. Not yeah. top tier talent, obviously, but talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it does start at like 4 o'clock a.m. my time, which sucks. But they're doing this all in one day. So by the time we get to like... The round of eight and stuff, the round of four, it's going to be when I'm awake. So that's nice. Well, it's going to be starting in about nine hours from now, which is 10 p.m. Uh, So I'll be asleep and then I'll be getting up to go to work because I I didn't take time off for this. For the round of 36. For the round of 36. Understandable. It's potential that I, I do have time off. It's just um, I may have accidentally made other plans, forgetting that Katowice was on. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so there's, uh, even though the the regular group stages are still starting at like eleven p.m., I might be busy. <laughs> oh well, bummer. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we'll, life gets in the way. I'll, I'll bail on one of them. <laughs> We'll find, wait and see which one gets bailed. Flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well, all right. I'm excited for it. It feels like we've been waiting for it for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
but it will be excellent. Who got replaced? Somebody tested positive for COVID and got replaced. Uh, I think Thermal took their spot. Ragnarok. Yeah. 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 And then Thermal came in. Yeah, and Armani also forfeited his spot for personal reasons and was replaced by Ryong. So that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, excellent. Yeah, should be a good time. We'll talk about uh, all the Ketavitse stuff that happened next week in the pod, so look forward to that. Mm-hmm. I yep. would take time off, except we're right in this middle of a big cloud update release, and it's been super great, and I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I think we're pretty much in the same place where it's like, we're not going to get the testing done by the time they want us to, mm-hmm. because guess what? We tested and found problems, like we told you it was a really solid possibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they're seem they seem pretty hell bent on this February twenty eighth like you're done thing, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be done. So they might just be like all full steam ahead. We're releasing this anyway, and we'll deal with bugs as we find them out in the field. But okay. we guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> That's what is with work right now. And I think once it's pushed out, I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna put in for two weeks off, just because mm-hmm. it's like it's unlimited time off. I feel like you've been saying that for about a month, so I'm steadily getting more sure that you will do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to do it. Because yeah. honestly, this is our busy time, right? When there's yeah. a release right about ready to go into the testing phase, which is weeks of past testing. And then mm-hmm. we push the updates out, and that's another weeks of pushing. And um, and then after that, it quiets down and I just I don't feel like my services are necessarily needed I'm doing far less work in the times right after an mm-hmm. update has just gone out so I sure. feel like my bosses will be more amenable to that amenable to that concept so yeah I feel I sound pretty confident about it don't I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty confident all right cool sounds good we'll do it yeah yeah you gonna do yep. anything on those two weeks off um play video trip? games probably okay. play, road play trip honestly <laughs> head up Vegas I don't know. But it all yeah. in red. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't like gambling at all. Uh-huh. But there is something kind of weirdly appealing at putting it all on red, right? Right. It's like, it's just one shot. One go. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit at a table for an hour. You don't have to count cards in your head. You don't have to figure out any of the odds just very simple 50 50 go well it's not even 50 50 it's 49 and a half <laughs> right 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 on, on roulette yeah yes but whatever i mean Round for up. all it's intents like... and purposes it's 50 yeah <laughs> i mean from what i've heard playing roulette is terrible odds like even 50 50 is not great for you like if you play literally anything else that can have an ounce of skill involved like blackjack or poker you can get the odds much greater in your favor yeah no that makes sense but it's more time and learning how to count cards and things like that right Mm -hmm. and then additionally uh i guess things like the slot machines that's just set odds too right there's no skill there yeah i don't think there's any skill there right yeah. Anywho, I'm not going to Vegas. That's the plan. No. No. Okay. That's fair. not happening. Ah, so another news: uh, Russia has kind of moseyed its way on over an internationally recognized border of Ukraine and uh, put some troops in there. 
Mm. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's kind of like, hmm. So the UN's going to strongly condemn them, but they're a big enough kid on the block that they're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Russia's on the Security Council for the UN, which means they have veto power, which means that anything the Security Council decides to do, Russia just goes, no, and it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Uh, it's same thing with China, same thing with the US, same thing, I think, with the UK. It's just, you know, if you're a big enough kid on the block, then the international community can't tell you what to do. Yeah. So, the interesting thing here, I think, is if Russia just sits where they are, yeah, just controls this portion of Ukraine, which is kind of unstable, and like, there's a Ukraine doesn't seem to have a good handle on it anyway, so it's kind of like, I mean, we're mad, but are we really that mad? And if they just sit there, then it's kind of like, all right, well, that was kind of like what they do with Crimea a few years ago, right? Where they do a thing and everybody's like, rah, 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 and then nothing else happens and we move on. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, people are like, oh, well, they didn't do anything with Ukraine. They go for the part of place. Ukraine. Well, part of, well they right. go for the rest That's- of Ukraine. It'll That's the thing. If they start pushing towards the rest of Ukraine, I think that's going to make everybody super mad. And that will mm. maybe invite military intervention. But as it stands, it's like, it doesn't feel quite enough, I don't think, for any of the other countries who are concerned about this to do anything about it. Like, I'm sorry, Ukraine, but... Mm. I just want to look at a map real quick. Technically, the globe. How far from where they're occupying is the Ukrainian Ooh, capital? That's a good oh. question. And I would love to tell you because I'm looking at, okay, I assume that's key up there, but everything's in Russian. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't Ooh, read anything. Ooh, but I don't know. Map. I now don't also know, don't know where they're holding. So it doesn't, like, I can't. Look what I found for you. Boom. Here's exactly what you need. Oh, excellent. That is much helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's right on the border with Russia because otherwise, how do they do this? Right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, these regions are the ones that, uh, anyway, Russia has wandered into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's still most of the country away. Yeah. Yeah, um, because Kiev Kiev is is way over there. It's not like way over there. It's... So you know that little insert map at the top right? Yeah, top left. Um, yeah, top left, excuse me. Uh, where that part of river heads up to the top left, that's basically where Kiev is. Oh, yeah, no, I found a different map. Yeah, right in the middle, basically. Yeah. It's like yeah. halfway in between the left and the right side, but kind of towards the northern portion. Right. Right. So, yep. So that's how I think <laughs> is going to happen here. I think that Russia's going to sit there and whether they decide to push any further east or further west i don't know mm-hmm. they could they could choose not to until five years later when they decide to and it's like the slowest game of country conquering <laughs> we've ever seen right right <laughs> certainly no <Blitzkrieg>. anyway <laughs> no like the opposite of a blitzkrieg make people nervous it gets yeah. people interested in wanting to fight you like the mm-hmm. slow and steady Conquering is very much more effective. You just have to be really patient for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I mean, everyone kind of expected World War Three to start, but then Russia made their move and no. 
zero percent fighting back by anyone and um it's the strangest it's the strangest military conflict i've ever seen <laughs> i mean okay i'm gonna uh, hold you to that someone i need to clip that that that's the strangest military con- conflict you've ever seen that way you can never bring up the war against emus ever again because this yes. is now the strangest that you've ever seen so therefore fighting emus has no precedence or weight to it at all I don't consider that a military conflict. I consider that the emu is just kicking butt and doing whatever they want. There wasn't wasn't any conflict there necessarily. I mean, is there any conflict here? Or Uh, is it just Russia coming in and kicking butt and doing what they want? Good point. Mm, Good point. I need to change the terms I'm using here. European emus over here. Yeah. That's not their (laughs) hockey team it needs to be. Uh, so it's just it's just weird it's just weird to me mm-hmm. yeah that's fair. everyone is expecting maybe something bigger than it was whatever I don't know like I said not much to talk about but I just thought that was an interesting world event to kind of kind of mm-hmm. go over a tiny bit here sure yeah 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 mm. so how's your work experience going on these days um well we just got a new co-worker um a new baker came in and mm-hmm. it's it's a mixed bag like not everything's great but i'm not expecting this person to pick everything up you know in eight hours right sure um and then i immediately had my weekend which i'm on now so who knows how it's going but it's the, the we don't really have a manager at the moment we have someone who's kind of doing the manager's job but they're not really a bakery staff member. They're just kind of, they were trying to get the manager's job. And even though they were learning and doing it, they didn't give it to her, which is really weird. And like, no, we're going to give it to someone else. or maybe we're going to hire someone new. And as a result, we don't really have a lot of consistent and stable stock ordering coming in. Hmm. So yesterday okay. when I left, we didn't have a wholemeal grain, high fiber, low GI, or seven seeds and grains. So that's four variety. Oh, no, and bun mix. So we didn't have any hot cross buns. Oh. Uh, and we also only had mm, maybe enough yeast for three bags of white flour when we do 10 or 11 a day on a weekday. <laughs> exciting. All of this makes for exciting work days, Omicron. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad I wasn't there for that. I mean, it could have came in like... um that afternoon after I left on my Friday. Um, I don't know that it did. I didn't message anyone to check. I meant to kind of just slip my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oops. Yeah. I mean, it's not my fault. I asked for them to order it like a week ago. If it doesn't, like, it's supposed to come in two days after you order it. If it doesn't come in, it doesn't come in. What do you want me to do? Exactly. Nothing you can do about that. Exactly. We're not going to go hunt it down. Nope. Certainly not. <laughs> well, yeah, that's hmm. I guess that's kinda like when the VPN goes down so I can't work from home. And it's like, mm. well <laughs> what do you want me to do? Go into work? About, I can't fix it. Yeah, I can't go in. I don't have a desk at work. I can't go in. It's like, oh, I don't have enough flour to do all the work today. Hmm. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, the, the usual thing to do is to call someone and see if they can go get it or bring it from another store or something. Mm. But, I, I mean, well, I had, 
I had enough for the day that I was working. Like, it's not my problem that they're going to run out on a day that I'm not working. Right. Yeah, not your circus, not your monkey, your home. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes. 100%. Yep. I'm not the manager for a very good reason. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, that's excellent. That's yeah, fun. it's it's amazing fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like it's been a slow week. Is it just me? Or has uh, this week been kind of slow? Like nothing's really happening. Yeah. I mean February is usually kind of feeling that way, I, f- I think. Yeah. February is usually not a jam packed month with a lot of exciting stuff happening. Mm. I could be wrong. Maybe look over the receipts of uh, previous Februarys and see what we get. Right. Like, I just can't think of anything that's interesting that's happening. Like, okay, Bethesda's closing their launcher and moving to Steam. That's, I mean, I would just like to take a moment to say thank you, Bethesda, for doing that. Uh, Thank you, Microsoft, for buying Bethesda and doing that. (laughs) Oh, good point. Excellent point. I mean, honestly, if Microsoft buying companies gets makes them getting rid of their own personal launcher, which is the dumbest thing, then I'm in favor of more companies getting purchased by Microsoft. Yeah, feel free to buy Ubisoft and EA while you're at it. Yeah. And that, that basically closes all of them except for Epic. No, there's the Red launcher for CD Projekt Red. Uh, they have their own launcher that launches when you launch the uh, game from Cyberpunk Steam. in Steam. Is it only Cyberpunk? No, like The Witcher? Yeah, The Witcher doesn't do it. I don't know why. <laughs> Even though The Witcher's in the red launcher. Mm. Don't okay. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else is there? What else are we missing? Well, um, did you say the Blizzard launcher? There's a Blizzard launcher, yeah. They could yeah. throw all that in Steam. That's fine. Uh-huh. I think so. Um, there's the Xbox launcher for the Windows <laughs> PC games. Right. <laughs> That's, uh, There's gotta be a list somewhere. Uh, I mean, probably. God, remember when it was like two? There's the GOG launcher. Yeah, that's a good one. Good call. Yeah, we said Epic. We said Origin. Mm-hmm. We said Ubi. Yeah, yeah, that covers uh, most of them. Uh, doesn't Discord have its own launcher? <laughs> like, you can buy games through Discord or something? Ooh, yeah, that's true. I've forgotten entirely about this because I never look at, like, the home screen or whatever. For right. Discord, and I, like, I legitimately don't know where to find it. <laughs> so. Apparently there's a launcher for Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, League of Legends? <laughs> They have their own launcher too. Yeah, um, the Riot Games launcher. Yeah, PUBG's got their own too. Ugh, Are you kidding me. Can I rant about PUBG for just a tiny second? Yeah, absolutely. The, the game is called PUBG Battlegrounds, yes. which yes. the PUBG stands for Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Your Player Unknown Battlegrounds Battlegrounds. Cut it out. <laughs> <Prop>. <laughs> the redundancy. Uh, the tautology. You don't need it. Just drop one of the battlegrounds. It's fine. 
Agreed. I'll send them a strongly worded email <laughs> about that one. Please do. Mm. Definitely. Let's see what else is going on. Um. So, uh, okay. So the whole Tinder thing, right? Okay. Yeah. Never used Tinder. Uh-huh. I've watched a few videos about Tinder and talked to people about Tinder. There's a lot of Reddit posts about Tinder, right? So I feel like I understand what it is, even though I've never actually used it in my life. Sure. Have you used Tinder in your life, Somicron? Sure. You have? Yeah. Okay. So I've been hearing arguments about how it is 80% women and 20% men. And I've heard complaints about how women are over, they're inundated with attention from men they're not interested in. Mm. And for men, it's hard to get any women to even match with them at all. Mm. So it's like these two super extremes, right? Where it totally sucks to constantly have to wade through hundreds of people that you're not interested in at all on this app. But it's also terribly sucky to have no one seem interested in you whatsoever. So, I mean, the that was my experience. Like, very few yes. matches, right? Which is fine. Because I I, yeah. I, I I used it for a little bit, and then I realized this this isn't how I want to meet people. Right. Um, but the idea that women have to wait through tons of, like, people that they're just not interested in is, like, they're still only matching with the ones that they are. You can't be matched without actually swiping left on someone. Oh, that's right. a good point. I'm not sure it, so if you're like, and even if you are, you can just unmatch with them anytime you want. Um, yeah. As for the ratio of users, I wouldn't know because, I mean, why would I? <laughs> like, I if there's women outnumbering men four to one, it feels like men should be slogging through higher numbers to find the ones that they're interested in, not the other way around. Um, but I wouldn't, mm. as a user, I wouldn't see the number of men because I've got it set to match with only women. So right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know the number of men that I'd have to slug through. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, there have been people like couples have, or just like friends, a man or a woman who are friends have just like signed up on tinder and then just like had the other person handle the account right so okay. dude signs up for tinder as himself and everything is like okay here's my phone like we're gonna spend a, a day here and see how many matches you get and how easy it is for you to set up a date and then vice versa the girl gives him his uh her phone and he does the same thing and, okay uh, yeah and it's just like the woman's like there is nobody nobody is coming through this door what's going on and the dude's like wow like there are a lot of like effectively a lot of attention from dudes here, right? And like I don't right. know, they're not necessarily okay. So, uh, what I okay, p- dudes who don't get any matches will do something that I did at the last day that I was using it to be like, just how fucking broken is this? Is you just swipe right on everything, like you just approve right. everyone, and then mm-hmm. only the people that like you will s- you will see. But every woman will see that they uh, someone matched with them, um, because you get right. a notification when someone matches with you. I think to see it, you actually have to pay 
right? You, to, uh, like <laughs> stupid right, likes or, or some whatever it is. Yeah, there's some subscription being like, hey, you swiped left on this guy. Did you want to swipe right? Because he swiped right on you. It's like, well, <laughs> if you want to go back, you got to pay us five ninety nine. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't like. I can definitely see someone having a female's account and being like, wow, there's a shitload of attention because guys are just casting the widest nets possible because right. they only need to get a couple of hits back. Whereas women don't need to do that because they're already getting all the attention. Exactly. Yeah. So all that, like I said, all that pretty much been discussed. Um, pretty fairly well known. Seems like a fair analysis of what's going on there. But uh, I watched a video today that said that the founders of Tinder came from a wealthy, like highly educated background. And the intent of Tinder for them when they were creating it was for that, that top 10% um, of dudes who are wealthy, who are highly educated to just have basically an endless supply of potential dating options. Mm. That's who it's for. It's not for anybody else. The intent of the app is to set this up, and it has succeeded immensely well. Well, I, I, I always just assume the economical answer, which is they set this up to make money, and that they yep. have like, yep, like you because can have of the a, super likes, right? Yeah, you can have a core cool user base that you're targeting, um, mm-hmm. and maybe it has done that, but it's also become widely popular with not super high educated, super wealthy dudes already. Just like it found it, its market was broad market, like a mass appeal to just all the all the common folk are using it. <laughs> like, arguably, it changed what dating is for a lot of people. Yes, um, totally. And so, right, so they made a ton of money on the app because all these men who have to struggle and swipe through two hundred women to get a single person to respond to them, mm-hmm. right? They get desperate and they start paying for the super likes and they start paying for the other microtransaction stuff and that's where the revenue of this thing comes from mm-hmm. is the desperation of these these poor 80 percent of men that are on this app who are just struggling mightily with it right mm-hmm. uh and so yeah they're just being taken advantage of and the other thing is that women who are on there who again are not interested in most of the men on tinder they just want the top 10 percent they're mm-hmm. struggling to get the attention of the top 10% because every other woman on there wants the attention of the top 10% too. So they're also struggling. They're also struggling to get attention from the people they want to get attention from. So they're mm-hmm. willing to pay for things like super likes um, too. Well, I, okay. So I imagine that when you're prospecting for a viable match, uh, mm-hmm. obviously the, the, the person who's like, I'm a meth addict, you're not going to match with. Like, there's just no way. <laughs> right? <laughs> every- on their bio, I love meth. <laughs> i've seen worse um (laughs) wait have you uh yeah no story time what have you seen somagron i mean this was years ago i don't really remember but it was like uh i'm just here looking for drugs let me know if you have any (laughs) i will (laughs) right like they were using it like a um silk road or whatever it is like just (laughs) Except with, like, their picture and real name. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't have to be their real name. Or their picture. Uh, fair point, fair point, fair point. Yeah. I mean, what they oh were trading gosh, in funny. in kind, you would want to imagine that they were then using their real picture. Sure. But, yeah. So it's prostitution for drugs. Essentially, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then straight up prostitution also exists on it. Um, yeah. And that's part of something that um, people, dudes have talked about is like, if someone matches with me and they're attractive, I automatically assume they're a bot, they are a scam, or they're a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I assume it is because that's usually what it is. And I'm just like, that is the saddest. That is yeah. the saddest thing I've ever heard. I saw like, uh, a guy like made a flowchart of all of his. Like he did like a week on Tinder and he said he matched, like he swiped right on everyone, which was something like 400 and something people of the yeah. likes that he got 90% were bots. The mm-hmm. 8% of the, like what was left, uh, stopped talking or didn't respond within two days. And the last 1% ended up being a catfish or something. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal. Yeah. That is so sad. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the lesson here is nobody use Tinder for anything. It's not for you. Sorry. Here's the thing. It theoretically it can work, and I don't um, regret anyone from using it. But what I will say is actively dig and look through the settings because I remember years ago mm. developers on video games were saying ninety five percent of all players do not go to the settings menu and do not mess with like any of the Dang settings. Right. And same for app. Like it was a like a my iPhone app store developer. Like people on iPhones. Do not look through the settings. And so if you can make your search refinement as granular as possible, do it. Because hmm. <laughs> uh, I just imagine most people aren't doing it. And I feel like you can really thin out the weeds that way. Yeah. Probably an option there, like, don't show me bots. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Oh, actually, just maybe take the time to report bots when you find them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, if everybody did it, it'd be really effective, but to convince everyone to do it, if only, like, 1% of people do it, it's not enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Anywho, I don't know. In general, it just seems like Tinder is a bad place to be. Like you said, for some people, sure, maybe it worked out. Maybe there are plenty of successful relationships that started on Tinder. Mm Mm-hmm. Statistically, there has to be some. Yeah, just enough millions of people or 190 countries have Tinder at this point. So, yeah. That's what, all of them except for China and North Korea? Um, That's amazing. (laughs) How many countries are there? 195 countries. Oh, yeah. What are the five that don't have them, do you think? Well, North Korea definitely doesn't have it. If I had to bet, I would say China. Uh Um, Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia, yeah. Just because they're ostensibly super religious and like wouldn't be into a hookup app. Yeah, I mean Afghanistan. Ooh, yeah. Probably not in Afghanistan. Probably not. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Japan because they've got a serious birth problem, like birth rate problem, and clearly nobody's matching there. So mm. it might be available, but nobody's using it. Um. Yeah, they probably have their own. 56 languages. I guess you don't need a crazy amount of translation. Uh, Tinder says its uh, platform is available in 190 plus countries. Oh, plus countries. So it might be available in just about everywhere. Yeah. 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 
In August 2018, Natasha Aponte made headlines after conning dozens of men she had matched with on Tinder to meet her in Union Square, Manhattan at 6 p.m. for a live Tinder dating competition. <laughs> According to some, they received an unsolicited message from Aponte inviting them to meet her. Upon arrival, the men discovered they'd been conned into competing. Who explained that she was over dating apps and then wanted instead for suitors to participate in a competition? <laughs> 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 That's fantastic. Uh, uh, like there are enough desperate men on there that were like, okay, sure, I'll meet you. I'll meet you Manhattan. for the Squid Games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. For the Squid Games. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anywho, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the suggestions are like, if you want to meet someone, meet them in real life. And it's like, okay, fine. I understand that. It's just been especially hard with like COVID, I think, for a lot of people who normally would go out mm-hmm. to public events that are kind of shut down and people are worried about getting sick and spreading the disease. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's been a really hard couple of years for that. And then I think contributed to the rise of the online stuff because like, yeah, you can meet people without having to risk going out mm-hmm. into a nightclub, you know? Right. Right. So I don't know. Hopefully uh, it's hard. So hard to say with COVID, but. It seems like this latest spike with the Omicron virus has gone down. But what the future holds, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, basically from Christmas Eve to today was mm-hmm. like just a massive spike in cases. Yeah, but we're I'm back down to I've, basically. I've not looked at case numbers in a while. Yeah. So if we, I mean, I just got it pulled up here. If you search COVID on Google, it brings up some more less available graphing mm. options and stuff. Yeah. But basically November 26th, it was a 75,000 COVID cases per day rolling average on seven days. And it's like 80 today. So yeah, like we're basically mm. back to where we were before this massive spike happened over a relatively short period of time. Fair enough. So I don't know. So I mean... <sighs> Hopefully, things get back to normal that way for people, but who knows? Yeah, fingers crossed. I certainly don't. Yeah, fingers crossed for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Blah. Blah. What else? Demon Slayer finished up their entertainment arc, entertainment district arc. Okay. Season's not over, but... um... When does it resume? No, no, no. I'm asking, is the season over or is it just the arc? Uh, there wasn't a new episode this week, so I assume the season is over. It seems shorter than the previous ones, but it's again, it's entertainment arc, like Mugen Train arc. There are different things. Entertainment district I arc. Broke my brain. I broke your brain. Yeah, because sorry, the, the phrase arc in anime has very specific connotations, or at least in my mind, it does. Like okay. in, I think it's the first season of My Hero Academia. There's the sports festival arc, and it's right. clearly just the arc of stories revolving around the one sports festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, to then describe that as the, uh, as like well, the arc's over, therefore the season is doesn't make any sense to me. So they had the Mugen Train arc, which was episodes 27 through 33. That was everything happened on the train, right? And then they finished that, and they started the Entertainment District arc at episode 34 through episodes 44. And 44 is out. It's done. 
and 44 is out and done. Okay, then I assume it's done. Right. And how long was the gap? Let's see. The gap between the Mugen train and the entertainment arc, district arc was November 28th to December 5th. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait. What? Hmm. Well, the other problem is the Mugen train arc was also put out as its own movie. <laughs> before, mm-hmm. before it was aired as individual episodes. This is all very confusing. I don't like it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, all I can tell you is there was a final episode of Entertainment Arc. It felt like the arc was complete and there wasn't a new episode over the weekend. So it seems like whatever the current, whether it's a season or whether it's an arc, it's done until the next one comes around. Mm-hmm. 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 Fair enough. Uh, uh, there's not a whole lot of smelling going on. No. I should report on that. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. Yes. That's very disappointing. Uh, I Man, I will tell you, though. So you know how Zanetsu is like a screaming, whining baby all the time? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, from what I saw in the movie, somewhat. Because <laughs> you got to right. remember, I, haven't, I, I didn't watch the season one long enough to meet him, and then he's only a side character in the... The, the movie he's not she doesn't really play a main role he's mostly asleep yeah and yeah. he's so much better when he's asleep so yeah that's a good point but his dreams are very screaming and whiny and annoying so yeah <laughs> correct so my problem with the entertainment arc is they introduced let's see three three brand new separate characters who are screaming crying whining characters <laughs> like so annoying. I wanted mm-hmm. them all to die. Mm. It is kind of really bad. So just a heads up on that. It might not bother you as much as it bothers me, but man alive. I well, really like this show, but there's this insistence that certain characters are top of their lungs, crying, creaming, crying, screaming, whatever they're upset about mm-hmm. for extended periods. And I just, I cannot handle it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. I will keep that in mind as I continue to not plan to watch this for a while. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. You should write that yeah. down. Prepare for lots of screaming. Yeah. Lots of screaming. Prepare yeah. for Attack on Titan Season 1 levels of screaming. Got it. That's a, ooh, that's a good comparison, actually. Is it more than Aaron from Season 1 of Attack on Titan? <laughs> Ooh, I bet someone's done that comparison before. Possibly. Yeah. Like how much screen time is taken up by somebody scream crying their way through a scene? I don't know. I don't either. That, it's a lot. Yeah. Attack on Titans, it's still insane. Um. Yeah. Yep. That's all cool. I'm going to say about that. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, I started watching... Uh, Jutsu Kaisen. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard things. It's it's good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, the parallels to Demon Slayer are Dark. A, a few. Uh, like mainly it's a high school kid fights monsters. You know, mm-hmm. he attends a high school for monster killing. 
which oh, okay. Tanjiro doesn't really do, but he does go to a place and learn for a while and then gets issued a high school uniform as yes. his <laughs> as his clothing. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a lot of screaming so far. So I'm enjoying it. Good to yeah. hear. Yep. It's... Are there harem aspects to this one? No. All right. I don't think so. I haven't. That's good. I, if there is, I haven't met them yet. Right. Yeah. Could always be lurking in the future. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <sighs> blah. 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 Pretty much. Have you finished Psychopaths yet? No, there are so many episodes. <laughs> so oh, many. So many episodes. Oh my god. Yep. I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting into season two. I thought season one was really good. Mm-hmm. It has a really solid story it's telling. There's progression for all the characters. Mm-hmm. There's a mystery that is solved. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're done. And I'm like, that is that was really good. And then they're like, and we're gonna keep going now. And I'm like, wait, but we But we're done. It's over. I mean, you, you solved yeah, the I mystery. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, here's a bunch of new characters and a new mystery. And I'm like, well, I mean, all right, fine. <laughs> and another um, mystery. Have fun. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's good. I mean, I do like the main character. I think she's really well done Mm -hmm. and kind of like seeing her continue to grow and progress is good. I like that in season two. Excellent. Yeah. I just get attached to characters and giving me new ones in a story is like, "Mm, mm, you have to (laughs) win me over. (laughs) You'd rather just keep hearing about the adventures of character. A. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. even, you know, some of the characters in season one that died, like I'd rather they stuck around. Just get to spend more time with characters that I like from season one instead of giving me new ones. Fair enough. Yeah. Can't argue with that. I've really come around on this whole argument. I used to be totally in favor of the Game of Thrones style of like anyone can die at any time and it creates an excitement and intensity and you worry about characters even though they're main and normally they wouldn't die. But in this story, they will, you know. Uh, do you know what broke that for you? Because I do. Game of Thrones? Yeah, Game of Thrones broke that for you. Yeah, because they killed did. they killed people and then brought them back and it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right? okay. Like they broke their own rules and you were just like, it would have been better if they stayed dead. And now you're the opposite <laughs> way around. Now you, when people die, you want them to come back because you know that if they come back later, it's not going to mean anything. They died now. <laughs> that, that's that's it. That, okay, but that's part of it. Like you, but I mean, Marilyn just, pointed on it. Yeah, but that's just not them doing it right that's them saying they're going to make it so that deaths matter and then backtracking Mm -hmm. but i think what did it for me in game of thrones is i really felt the loss of certain characters Mm. like tywin right he's Mm -hmm. not a main character uh i would have said he was okay like like, he shows up until like season three (laughs) well by main i mean hugely important Right, like his, yes. like removing him changes the landscape significantly. Yes, it changes the landscape. It means that his kids are running free with mm-hmm. no guidance from him, and he's the smartest one of all the Lannisters by far. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I, losing I think Tyrion gives him a run for his money. 
Well, I mean, he's a little Tyrion, not late season Tyrion. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's Anywho, not you're right. Tyrion's smart, but like especially for Jamie and uh... mm-hmm. wow, did I just forget her name? Cersei. I want to say Lena Headey. It's Cersei. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Cersei especially, just like. They're not as good without their dad running around. But him, um, Olena Tyrell dying, like she was always just a blast on screen. Marjorie Tyrell dying, just mm-hmm. such a fun character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just like I felt the loss of these characters and I wish they'd stuck around. I felt it could have made the story better. So I don't know, just come all the way back around on this where I understand the original argument for keeping main characters alive. And like, sure. Putting them in perilous situations where they, they're they not going to die because they're a main character is kind of annoying and it does remove some mm. of the fear that you have for them. And Sure, but also them being around is good. <laughs> it helps everything be better. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So anyway, mm. storytelling is hard. People yeah, are going to yell at you no matter what you do. Yeah. Yep. That's you never kill your main characters. Okay. You kill all your main characters. All right. Hmm. You killed some of your main characters. They happen to be the ones I liked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna send you hate tweets all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. How dare you kill Wash? Oh. People are so mad about that. Yeah. See, and that was fine because it was the end of the story, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You kill off Tywin in the final episode of Game of Thrones. It's like, all right, well, there's no more Game of Thrones, so whatever. And killing off Wash, there's no more Firefly, so it's more like a whatever kind of a thing, you know? Well, you can't miss Wash if there are no episodes of Firefly where he's dead. Well, no, no. See, here's the thing. That's the problem with writing a story knowing it's going to be the final chapter, right? right. And uh, theoretically, every author or writer will do this because everything has a limit. But... Mm-hmm. Because you know it's the end, you're much more willing to just kill off characters and use them as, like, shock value, essentially. It's like, oh my god, they killed Wash. Yeah. Right? When... I mean, yes. They wouldn't have done that in the middle of the Firefly season, because it's Wash. (laughs) Yeah, everybody loves Wash. He's great. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. So knowing that um, moving forward, that uh, knowing that Game of Thrones still had more seasons, you can kill Tywin and you know make it impactful because it, there's risk involved. Like if he's a favorite character and the sugar is down the shitter, it's like, well, oops, live, oops, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shock. It really yeah. was. I remember like that. You know, outhouse door swings open and. Mm-hmm. Tyrion's there with a crossbow, and you're like, oh, <laughs> all right, we're doing this, I guess, on mm-hmm. Father's Day, no less. Oh, was it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> it, was uh, it was specifically timed that way, I believe. Wow. But yeah, you're right. Incredible amounts of shock value. Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny about Game of Thrones is that uh, Elden Rings is like, Totally touting the fact that they got uh, George R. R. Martin to do some lore writing for them. Right. Which, is... which I mean, I would <laughs> like to ask just how much was he involved? Because um, from what I heard, it's not a whole lot. 
It's right. Like he, he sat down with the other writer, and uh, uh, I think it was Miyazaki or something. God, I don't want to say my ad locker. No, show me the goddamn article. And it's like <laughs> they hashed out three or four key elements of the world, and that was kind of it, right? And gave him a okay writer's credit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right, but I mean, the larger point is that he's not writing Winds of Winter. No matter how much time he's spending on Elden Rings, it's time that he could have been spending writing Winds well, of Winter, which is never coming out. I mean, the, yes. If he was a much larger force in the game, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that, that's a fair point. But, I mean, that's like saying, well, if the guy ate more fiber, he'd spend less time on the shitter, and he could spend more time writing Winds of Winter. It's like, you're just being petty over how he spends his time. The guy can do multiple things. He's got to do some other stuff. Not selling Winds of Winter means he needs to make money selling Elden Ring. <laughs> like <laughs> he's got it. Like I don't know. It's like complaining that he spends an hour making dinner every day when if he just spent half an hour making a smaller meal, he could spend more time riding Winds of Winter. It's like eh, just being petty. Yeah, no, there's pettiness because you know when a Dance with Dragons came out, Somicron, like 1905 or something. Yeah, 1905. <laughs> it was 2011. We are 10 years since the last book was released and there is there's no news. There's not him being like I'm making good progress. I'm going to well, wrap this up in the next year or two. Like not even that. Here's the thing. Everyone goes out and says, "Oh, well he's not writing it. He's never going to get it done." And he just goes, "Okay, I won't then." Like, yeah. what is he, he he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Right, and He then knows people, how the story okay. ends. He's the and only that, one who knows. And everyone who's just being petty, being like, well, you shouldn't be working on Elden Ring. How dare you have other creative drives? He's just like, well, fuck you then. Like, and I get that. I hope he doesn't finish it. <laughs> people have expectations. How dare they? How dare they be rude about their expectation for 11 years? <laughs> how dare he have to put up with this for 11 years? <laughs> Well, no, people were putting up with it for the first five years because that's fairly normal. Like the time between A Feast for Crows and A Dance with Dragons was six years. Mm -hmm. So from 2011 to like 2016 or 17, people were like, all right, cool. Yeah, He's people working put, on it. People put up with it for five or six years before it became a hit TV show and dominated the cultural zeitgeist, right? <laughs> like. People got I so guess. enamored with it that ended shit. The only thing they have to turn to for refuge is the books. And there's no books. <laughs> like, they ran out of books. And they know yeah. there's no more books. Well, there's potentially no more books coming. Yeah. So definitely there were, were more people complaining about the lack of Winds of Winter after the show became a huge hit. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know, man. I just... And I do bet he got a ton of money from HBO. Oh, probably. I don't. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if he needs Winds of Winter money at all at this point. Well, I mean, rich people always need more money because it's mm. like, well, I have one billion, but I could have seven. You know, some I, I, people. Some people are wired differently, though. There are plenty of people out there with a couple million dollars who just hang out. They're not chasing sure. more. They're just happy to do whatever they want and live their life, you know? Sure. I don't think George R. Martin's one of those people. I don't think he's going around, mm. like, buying Lamborghinis and throwing ostentatious 
like hedonistic parties for everyone in Hollywood. I don't think he's on that end of the spectrum either, where he's like blowing through his right. money on piles of cocaine. But mm-hmm. I think he's more than happy to continue to earn money regardless. Like, I don't, I don't think he has an issue with being like, well, they're offering me money and it's not something I'm opposed to doing. So I'll do it. Like, um, I think Henry Cavill said he was basically the same way where he's like, I like earning money because I like spending money, which is why I'll always be working. Right. Yeah. <laughs> where he, he but you can have, you can have enough money that you don't need to keep working. It will be, still be there. Look, right. But I mean, that's not the way they look at it. <laughs> I know some people. Yeah. A like lot of Hen- people don't look at it that way. And some, a lot of people do. I don't know what the numbers are. Like Henry Cavell has six houses and like 20 cars. He could stop working, yeah. sell two of the houses and live fine. But he's like, well, what if I want to buy another house? Right. Yeah. And so a lot gonna of people keep- are wired that way. Right, and I think George R. Martin's just not likely to leave money on the table because he's hmm. sold his book rights for like, you know a TV that went for like eight seasons, and now they're making another show about it, set like the Targaryens, and he has released another book, which was like some lore from the Targaryens like two hundred years before the events of Game of Thrones. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a narrative piece, but it, he did it re- awesome. he did write and release another book. <laughs> Yep, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and so, he can, and he is working, and I assume they are paying him. So, I think that supports my argument here. Okay, well, what supports my argument is that his yearly income is estimated to be between sixty and one hundred twenty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And at that point, and yet he's still working. At that point, you don't need to write Winds of Winter. You don't. No, I don't think he does. Yeah. I think he will continue to do other things until he dies. Yeah, I'm sure he will. He might do it, but I don't think he'll do it until everyone shuts the hell up about him. Oh, I doubt that. Do you know what I you know what I hope he's done? I hope he's finished him. I hope they're all just sitting in a safe or in a safety deposit box at the bank and nobody's gonna Manuscript. find them. Yeah. He's written Go set a watchman kind of a thing. <laughs> And then he falls over dead of a heart attack, and in a hundred years, mm-hmm. someone gets in the safe and they're like, "Hey, look at this!" Yeah, it's Winds of Winter. It's finished. It's huh. on the bound. <laughs> or they go, "Books? What are these?" Oh, it's fire starting material. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, odds are fairly good for either of those options. I think. How mad would you be if George Armand went on to like a press tour or something? Like, yeah, I have a press announcement and he comes, he goes, yeah, so I had, I had Winds of Winter finished, but I left it out and my four-year-old na- uh, nephew accidentally threw it into the fireplace. <laughs> like it was just sitting out and I wasn't watching the, I had the kids for one weekend and I got up to use the bathroom and the kids destroyed it. And I would say there's no way on earth that was the only copy of that book, George. <laughs> I mean, I hear he writes with a typewriter. So he everything so, does he? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I right. can't imagine that he does. Um, but I imagine, like, somewhere vaguely, I can remember seeing like a uh, uh, media piece where it's like, here's, here's meet George R. R. Martin, 
And it's like, here he is working on Game of Thrones. And they have like this whole fantasy themed room set out for him and like an old typewriter to type on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's drinking mead from a, uh, a cask like this big on his table. You know? Yeah, that's how you do it. Fireplace mm-hmm. roaring in the background. Yeah, dragon head above the mantelpiece, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Just more satisfying to type on a typewriter. It is. It's very click clacky. The original uh, clicky keyboard. <laughs> they can't hear you typing, then are you really typing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Good stuff. Is that going to be it? Um, I certainly think so. I can't think of anything else that's left to talk about. There's a couple right. of like minor things where it's like bun and uh, a bungee. Uh, three four three sent me a survey to be like, "How did you feel about Halo Infinite?" And I'm mm. like, "Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's a kind of worm." Yeah, and then they started like asking me questions about did the microtransactions make you stop playing? I'm like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> <laughs> did, did the fact that the game launched with two multiplayer game modes make me stop playing yeah kind of <laughs> uh, did the fact that it doesn't have co-op campaign like four months out after release make me stop playing yeah kind of you are listing off a lot of good reasons guys we gotta go <laughs> feels like you guys know what's wrong with your game yeah You're reading the subreddit <laughs> <laughs> have you tried fixing it <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so that, <sighs> that, that was something that i did well i'm glad you helped them get some feedback to figure out the things they already know and they just need to actually do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they just want to check to make sure that their fan base actually cares that the microtransactions in it are shitty and it's like hey but we knocked all the prices down didn't you buy something then it's like no, because I don't want to have to pay for all of my armor customization. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. Nobody I... wants to do that. Some people will do it, but nobody wants to do that. Right. Like, just look at Reach. Reach had a perfect system, and like, look at the Master Chief. Oh god, the Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection gave out like eight seasons of free armor and cosmetics for like all of the games except for halo 4 because nobody really cares about halo 4 they gave out new armor in halo 3 and halo 2 anniversary they put new weapons into halo 3 they did a fantastic job i can't launch the fucking game anymore though i don't know what's going wrong i've uninstalled it i've reinstalled it it just it always goes to my vertical monitor not where i want to play halo and no. it, it never actually appears my mouse cursor changes to the master chief collection mouse cursor but it's just invisible on my screen. I, like it's like it's hiding behind the monitor, and I've just got to like alt tab to it. It never comes up. Just no, never does. These are know. terrible problems. These are game breaking problems. These are game breaking problems. I cannot play Halo. It's it's a big issue for me. <laughs> yeah. Have you put in a support ticket? No, God no. In the email, did you say I, I can't play your game? That's why I'm not playing your game. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they were only interested in Halo Infinite at the time. Oh yeah, it's well, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Still complain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's my ranting done. Good rant. It's all yeah. a rant. I give it a eight out of ten. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. 
All right, cool stuff. Well, that is going to be it from us today. This has been Somacron and Falcon Paladin with another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Feel free to support the podcast directly by going to patreon.com slash Somacron. Also, checking out the merch at falconpaladin.store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until next time, as always, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for enjoying another episode of the pod. And until next time...